Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, Neogenic Nightmare, chapters four and five. Here we go, Bry Guy. It's time Ooh. for another Spidey show. Another uh, another, another Spider-Man. Another go round of the uh, of the animated series here. Uh, we're we're in the midst of a, a horrific neogenic nightmare. Oh, it, isn't it just a nightmare? It's, uh, it's just a nightmare. Just. Pretty much the worst. Pretty much yeah. the worst that we've been through. Um, yeah. We've got uh, some ample guest stars we're doing we're doing two episodes in one here so if you're following mm-hmm. along at home uh you need to have watched episodes four and five of season two the season two uh, 94 series yep. this is uh the the this is the mutant agenda and mutants revenge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh was it clear to you who was getting vengeance in the fifth episode just a couple of you know random asides here like uh i think i think i i think i picked up on an agenda but yeah i i don't know who was getting revenge on whom right i thought it was is it landon landon getting getting revenge on the mutants or is it the mutants noticing that he's doing that and they're having their vengeance right yeah it's a tbd question mark (laughs) (laughs) it's tough to say tough to say okay yeah um but, no to answer your question no i i it was not clear to me okay all right all right well it's that's okay that's all right yeah. we'll just we'll roll with the punches um mm-hmm. the setup for this is and they they've uh they've started doing a thing here i notice where we get sort of a um we get sort of a, a a brief scene at the end of these episodes that like connect to the next one, right? Because if I remember correctly, it wasn't it at the end of the Hydro Man episode that Spidey was like, I, I got to look for somebody who knows a lot about mutation. And he was like, right. I've got to find Charles Xavier or, yeah, or yeah. whatever. He was going to go and see Charles Xavier. He's tried Dr. Connors. He's mm-hmm. tried it himself and his science, scientific mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now he knows that he's, you know. He's not afraid to ask for help. Right, so right. Hats mm-hmm. off to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so how uh, let, let's uh, let's see how quickly Brian you can give us oh. a synopsis of uh, of the plot of episodes four and five if you can I'll, if you're I'll, willing to give it a shot. Well, you're gonna. Uh, I want you to try and do it in uh, a grand total of five minutes, about five two minutes. about two twenty per episode. If you can do okay. both these episodes in five minutes. I will be impressed and just go ahead whenever you're ready. All right, here we go. So yeah, you mentioned Spider-Man is worried about his mutation more and more. So he decides to go to uh, the Xavier mansion and meet Xavier somehow not knowing. And we'll talk about this, that that's where the X-Men live <laughs> going to see Charles Xavier, but doesn't really understand that, that there's a whole men that are X-y. Uh He then um, has a brief fight with them. Turns out it's all just a, a simulation, which is what they do here. Uh, but B says, go check out Herbert Landon. He can help you with the cure. Um, but then, uh-oh, Beast gets captured by Landon and his goons. And uh, Spider-Man watches. Facility gets attacked by the one and only Hobgoblin, uh, who was used perfect amount <laughs> in these two episodes, by the way, as in hardly at all. That's perfect for me. Uh, but wonderfully cast as Mark Hamill. Anyway, um, all of a sudden then, uh, there's a telekinetic force that holds the ceiling in place. Spidey can escape. Wolverine's like, hey, where did Beast go? Because remember, Beast is still with uh, Landon or uh, yeah, Landon. Uh, he discovers uh, that Beast spoke with Spider-Man and then Wolverine's like, oh, so you stole him. So then 
Cliffhanger. Then they fight. Street Fighter. Capcom Street Fighter. Who would win between Spider-Man and Wolverine? Well, we'll find out next week, kids. So then, they're fighting. Then all of a sudden, uh, the Hobgoblin steals the technology, and he's like, I'm not going to tell you a secret. Just kidding. I'm going to tell you the secret. <laughs> Landon is going to make all these mutants normal again, quote unquote. It's going to make them normies. And then they're like, well, then we got to get Landon. We got to get Genevieve, who is also very anti-mutant. Turns out she's really telekinetic. Uh, and then uh, there's a big fight. And then for some reason, uh, Landon turns into a slug, <laughs> I think, or possibly abomination. Again, TBD. And uh, all is right in the world. And for some reason, someone says once bitten, twice shy. <laughs> How's that? Well, you did that. You did that in under two minutes. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. You did. You did yeoman's work on the speed. You left a lot of meat on the bone. <laughs> Just, let's put it that way. That was a two minutes that felt like about six in my mind. So I, I know for future reference, I can probably slow down. It was a little under two minutes. So I I think, I, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you're... Your quick synopsis, your quick synopsis, particularly of the first episode, mm -hmm. uh, does cut a little bit to the chase for me. And that was that that was that there was a lot of it felt like there was a lot of filler in the in yes. episode four. Like mm -hmm. and, and I understand that, that, you know, there was a big it was a big kind of crossover slash um uh, guest appearance uh, in this yeah. in this episode, right? Because yep. uh, obviously the X Men cartoon series was also on the air at the, t the same time. You right. mentioned at one point they like when when they're chasing Spider Man through the X Mansion, they've got like they do like a little flourish of the X Men theme music in there, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that whole yeah, thing, yeah, that yeah. that whole thing, you know. So, mm -hmm. and I, I'd, I'd be curious to go back and see if it was truly like a crossover, like if there's any mention right. of it in the X Men episodes that would have been airing around the same time. My guess is probably not, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but definitely the same characters that were in the X Men cartoon. So, anyway, all this to say, I understand that they wanted to give the X-Men some time on screen, do some action with them. And when you have, when you have the X-Men in action sequences with other heroes, you're right. You usually do that in the danger room where, where nothing, mm -hmm. nothing bad actually happens to anyone. Right. It's right. Just, Especially this early in an episode. Yeah. Like he's mm -hmm. still just getting his bearing. Spider-Man is. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, why, why put him in any sort of real danger? Mm -hmm. Not, mm -hmm. not yet. Yeah. 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 And there, and really not, can't think of any better way for them to, um, you know, sort of show off the the whole team, right? Because who did we right. who did we see? We saw obviously Beast and Wolverine have the biggest parts to play in this yep. two parter, but there yep. was also Cyclops, Jean Grey, uh, Jubilee, uh, Storm, Storm, uh, and Gambit. I think were mm -hmm. I, I think that was it. That's, that's seven, seven. That's seven X Men. That sounds right, right? No, and of course were, Charles was in there too. But yeah, right now, now you were more of a you know, an X-Men reader growing mm -hmm. up than I, I still am not. Yeah. I, I'm not for any good reason other than I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. Are yeah. those like the big seven? Like when you think mm. of the X-Men, are those the seven you would list or does it depend upon the era? Yeah. It depends on the, it depends on the time frame. I would, okay. I think at, uh, I think at the time that they were making the, the nineties X-Men cartoon, these were like the big shots who were, uh, the most relatable you know okay. i think they i think they kind of i mean obviously you're gonna ha it's it's really obvious that you're gonna have cyclops 
and Wolverine, like Always. at a at a yeah. minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- you put in uh, you put in Storm, so you have a person of color, <laughs> right, and a woman, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you put in in at this time you put in Gambit because he was he was new and extremely popular. Oh, really? Okay. okay. Um, and you also and then you put in Jubilee because. She kind of, she's almost like you. If you remember from when we watched uh, Amazing Friends, and they had uh, a Sprite or a yes. Shadow K- Kitty Pride, you know. Yes, yes. Jubilee kind of is the Kitty Pride of this era, where she's like the young, the young one who, you know, is just more right. relatable to younger, re- younger readers, a younger audience. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, like the 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 youth factor. Right, right. But right. really, yeah. she. I never. I never saw her do anything interesting. To be honest with you, <laughs> was so, she in the comics? Yeah, she was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I feel I, like the big one is is Wolverine, right? Like yeah. He's the, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the Pope of the X Men Catholic Church. Right? <laughs> he would be. He okay, would be. Okay. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Or the Jesus. I don't know if you. Yeah. You know, if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how far you want to go with that analogy, but um, <laughs> we can leave it there. That's totally fine with me. Um, yeah. One of the other one of the other things that I thought was notable, <laughs> again, particularly for this era, because I think like portrayals of the X-Men have evolved over the yeah. last couple of decades. Right. Um, I, I, I noted that when they're again when they're chasing down Spider-Man in the danger room and it and Gambit was running a uh, Sentinel uh program so the Sentinels are the big tall robot like yes. mutant uh exterminators basically mm-hmm. mutant right. uh, uh extermination robots and mm-hmm. they're fighting them and they're like you know and and uh Wolvie's like ah, I'm going to do this and Storm is like make lightning happen and and Cyclops right. is like Cyclops is like Gene you go back in and play with the computer <laughs> you know like turn off the program for the, that's, that's for the long for the but for the longest time Gene Grey who is this extremely powerful telepath and and uh telekinetic they're like just I don't know go do go do something that's not part of this fight right right she's like the Sigourney Weaver in Galaxy Quest of this like just go talk to the computer for a while (laughs) and I was like oh man they they misused that character for such a long time I mean it was it was like after they had the Dark Phoenix saga in the comics Jean Grey really didn't get to do anything interesting for a very long time so and I, I heard that latest movie the latest Phoenix movie was pretty terrible it was it was it was a, it was a great idea that was terribly executed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, you're right. She's a very powerful and also just very compelling mm-hmm. character. I liked mm-hmm. her in the uh, you know the Brian Singer X Men. Yeah, mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. but for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, yeah, you're right. They they have this. Uh, they have that initial encounter um, where it yeah it 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 does it rang odd to me too that Spider Man knew about. Charles Xavier, but had had no idea who the X-Men were or like like, wasn't expecting to see them. I don't. don't, Yeah. And I would think in this universe that the X-Men are just as popular as Spider-Man, like in the media, because. Right. Right. Because everyone is trying to stop the mutants. So Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. should know who the X-Men are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're you're right where I think some of the some of the dialogue that some of the other, you know, just sort of ancillary characters had in the way that they were talking about mutants. Uh, in this episode, made you kind of scratch your head because if if it 
if everybody knows that they're that it's right. this big issue, you would think Peter Parker would be one of those people who would be well, aware and, of it. And I think anytime there's a a blue furry beast running around that mm-hmm. can talk on and and walk on two legs, that would probably make national news. I would think know? so. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. So but yeah, that was a little. It, it kind of. I thought that was a plot hole, for mm-hmm. lack of a better phrase. That there was knowledge of Charles Xavier, but not the X Men like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And, and and that Spidey doesn't also know about the simulations that they do because again that's very well represented in every X Men iteration mm-hmm. that I've seen. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, like, mm-hmm. and he should have been the one to say like, "Hey, turn your computer off. I have to talk to you about my <laughs> mutation here going on." Yeah, <laughs> eject yeah. the CD ROM. This isn't. This is no time to play. <laughs> Wouldn't, yeah, that would be funny too. Is if they're, they're you know they're running the program and all of a sudden the sentinels freeze and you just hear a whirring in the background. That's <laughs> the next yeah. track loads. <laughs> and you hear someone say, "Push it, put, just push like a paperclip into the slot. It'll make it eject." <laughs> oh, yeah. CD-ROMs! You you had such a short uh, shelf life. Yeah. And they, and they come back later, I think in part two, Hobgoblin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Infiltrates the CD-ROM. Mm-hmm. They, they had to be like new tech in 95, right? Like that was, Oh yeah. They were cutting that was, edge. That was pretty, that was pretty, yeah, it was pretty popular stuff back then. I mean, it was like, yeah. It, and, and like, uh, the idea of like writing data to a CD-ROM. Ooh. That, yeah. Like if you had a CD writer at this time, buku yeah. bucks, pal. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. were you were like top shelf mm-hmm. computer programmer. At yeah. That point. yeah. 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 But definitely. So one of the things that I noted that did not work for me here, uh, mm-hmm. and it happens in this first episode, is uh, Spidey's kind of attitude toward Xavier and the X Men once. Once he gets mm-hmm. to talk to them, and he's and Charles is like, "Well, I can't really help you with your problem, um, right? Because I'm not in the business of curing mutation, which and, is fair. Yeah, yeah. And um, did, so I just I felt like I, I felt like Spider Man kind of flew off the handle at that point, and and I understand his, his like his desperation, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, sometimes he, is, he seems to get emotional out of nowhere. What does he say? Like. Sure, I'm always there to help everyone, but when I need help, I'm on my own, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just kind of came across as pretty whiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, is everyone just supposed to bow down to Spider-Man all the time? Is Like, in, in his world, is that what's supposed to happen? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, 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 you felt that that came out of nowhere, kind of? I Yeah, I didn't. I, and I, I have noticed it happening at other points in the series where, you know, where Spider-Man j- just gets kind of whiny about his, uh, you know, his, his, his plight or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the lifestyle he's chosen. Um, but the, for some reason, this in particular struck me like, like you just started having this conversation and, yeah. and, and right away you're like, it, it's like he, the first words out of his mouth weren't, Oh yes, Spider-Man, we can definitely help you with this problem. And you're like, yeah, I'm, taking my ball and I'm leaving <laughs> I'm your stupid mansion. Home. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. like what you're, you're doing as like a parent of young children there, Jason, kind of the same logic. <laughs> right. 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 A little bit. Exactly. A you didn't bit. say yes immediately. Uh huh. We're not going to be friends anymore. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> 
so there there was that uh, that aspect. I'm trying to remember did did we see Hobgoblin in the first episode meet yeah. uh, Landon? Uh, yeah, we yeah. Six okay. minutes fifty seconds he shows up, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like I said in my amazingly thorough and concise rundown, yeah, just just enough Hobgoblin in this one for me. Did that work for you? Yeah, I thought he was. He's kind of yeah. He's. He, I think you put it well where you said he was kind of like. Uh, he was a little bit of a. Uh, I think you used the word menace, like just just yeah, a little he, he bit comes of comes in, messes things of... up, and goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a trickster. Yes, that's a good uh, that's a good way to use hobgoblin. Um, and uh, I I think I said too that um, you know there's he obviously still has an axe to grind with Kingpin. Uh, one of the things that wasn't totally clear to me either was like exactly what. Landon was planning on doing to double cross Kingpin because it right. seem it seems to me that Landon is obviously also a bad guy. He's right, he's like right. a you know he's like one of these um uh you know anti mutants anti mutant uh, dudes. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's just that he wanted to eliminate all mutation and whereas Kingpin wanted to him to create mutants is that what is that the conflict right. he had with kingpin that or hobgoblin that he, was going to reveal or, or whatever or whatever or, or did, did he think well kingpin knows how to make super mutants so i'm going to steal that tech so that i can destroy it at the source well but or he was, he was the one who was create who was uh, allegedly creating the technology or the doing the research mutants? for kingpin oh, for kingpin yeah then I, you're right i guess i yeah. didn't connect those things but it mm-hmm. yeah how, yeah. I thought I thought Hobgoblin was more double crossing Kingpin than than Landon. Yeah, I think I think yeah. Hobgoblin was just trying to was just trying to shake Landon down for money. Although I don't, and and that's the other thing is I don't know exactly how he got involved, how Hobgoblin got involved, right? With that with this mutant thing, or if right, it's right, just right. or if it's just part of like the a continuation of Kingpin and him in cahoots. Yeah, yeah, right, I, I right. He know. just follows him wherever he goes and then double crosses him. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Gotta gotta get gotta cut that guy loose. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was a that was a little confusing to me because it because yeah I think in the you know when you, when we initially meet uh, Doctor Landon and with Hobgoblin you're it's before we've seen Beast get captured or anything like that and so we're like oh Hobgoblin is messing with this guy and he's gonna be part of the solution for Spider Man turns out that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. That he that Landon is like a, a, a another version of a bad guy, and I I don't know. Right, right. We just yeah, the, a lot of bad guys in this episode. Yeah, almost almost too many. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. With I think Kingpin. I mean Kingpin is barely in it though. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. He's but he's, he's tertiary. He's, yeah, he's back there. He's pulling with the, the strings. strings. Yeah. Right. He's the marionette, the puppet master. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I it is kind of a lot, and that's like a common thing with superhero things jason too many villains <laughs> that's just a thing that that is what happens you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah uh we do get uh like i said uh, the, that uh, uh the capture of beast and then did spider-man mm-hmm. go spider-man went to seek out uh the the talk that uh landon was giving yep yeah. Um, and then, then the hobgoblin. That's when the hobgoblin. And then the shows and up. then the hobgoblin shows up to pumpkin bomb the the uh, um, yeah the the convention or whatever and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, take his stuff. Um, right. Did you? I because I feel like I I feel like I 
knew immediately that uh what was her name genevieve like i didn't know how but i but I felt like they they dropped enough breadcrumbs in that scene where I was like, oh well, she's the one who she's held the who held the ceiling up somehow. Right. Like right, I didn't know yeah. for sure if it was mutation or if it was some some other sort of power that she Super had, strength or something. Yeah, but I was right. like, oh well, she, it was definitely her who did that. So why did you think that that soon? Because that she was just there, or because of I, her? I think because I think because she was I think because she was there and right after it happened they cut to a they cut to a shot of her on the floor of the uh, oh, of the stage yeah. and okay. I was just like oh okay well there there you go you've connected right. some dots for me but um, well, go you I mm-hmm. did not make that connection but it, okay. it did start to dawn on me when Beast said the lady doth protest too much I thought oh mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. why does she hate mutants so much what is you know what, sure. what's her beef with mutants mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I thought it was just to impress Landon at first gotcha. You know, like gotcha. I hate mutants too. Let's be BFFs or <laughs> let's whatever. Let's be let's be super good friends. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's hang out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> good catch though. Let's hang out or whatever. Um, let's you know do lunch sometime. I don't know. Yeah, there uh, we get. Uh, Wol- you, oh, you asked me. Uh, does Wolverine have his? Um, uh, his sniffy tracking abilities. Yeah, they really <laughs> magnified the that. <laughs> yeah, and yes, he does. Yes, he, he does. does. That's okay. something. That's something that he that he uh, can do. Because yeah. I don't know if that mm-hmm. was ever touched on in the Hugh Jackman Wolverine portrayal. Like I don't remember yeah. any extreme close-ups of the nostrils and him going, "I smell bacon" he, or whatever. I remember in the very f- in the first X Men movie. Mm-hmm. So two thousand, tw- the twenty-two year old X Men movie. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Where and there's a scene where he Wolvie is driving the truck with Rogue and it crashes and mm-hmm. uh the and then the and then the the evil mutants show up right yeah there's one moment in that scene where Wolvie opens up his claws and he sniffs the air that's the okay. only that's the only moment I remember seeing something some allusion to that ability. So it didn't. A different X Men didn't come up and say, "Use your sniffer," like right. Spider Man did in this one. <laughs> that's that's not his catchphrase. No, okay, no. got it. <laughs> yeah, because there were like three or four scenes in a row where uh-huh. they referenced his, and they used that word "sniffer" uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, in this uh, in this run. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, and you also asked me. I don't know if it was rhetorical, but I feel like in, on a podcast, it is it, it should be a literal question. Okay, okay. Of who would win in a fight, Spider-Man yeah. or Wolverine? Right, because that, that's the end of episode one. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like coming to blows, like the end of Rocky Three. it is, you know, like where they like freeze. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> ding, ding, and they freeze. Uh, <laughs> so so it got me thinking, uh-huh. uh, you know, who would win? And, and, and have you, have you given this some thought? Have you, have you had these conversations with others before? I haven't had this conversation with anyone else before, but I did think about it a little bit. Okay. And I feel like as long as between two things, between his mutant healing factor Mm -hmm. and if you, and if you whipped Wolvie into a berserker rage, he would take out a lot of other people and and Uh i think i think spider-man would i think spider-man would hold his own for a while but would eventually get ripped to shreds i i agree with you Mm -hmm. yeah because Mm -hmm. i feel like the brute strength is 
bigger in Wolverine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think the only advantage that Spider-Man has is like the the jumping and the flying. Yeah, I, the, I, Wolverine the, can't the really speed do and that. the agility. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But eventually, he'd be worn down, and eventually, he'd have to be at level with Wolverine, and then Wolverine would pull out the you know the yeah he'd snicked. <laughs> it right through the spidey you know yeah I mean, that'd be it <laughs> that and that's that's one of the things right is that it, whereas uh, uh wolverine uh, uh heals really quickly uh spider-man is uh, uh, for as tough as he is he is still a uh soft-bodied human and he right would, he would get run through with those adamantium claws and and that would that'd right. be that so yeah. yeah yeah i mean i'd, I'd hate to see it but I mm-hmm. think I, I'm with mm-hmm. you. That's not who I'd be cheering for. Right, I, right. It's, it's mm-hmm. reality. And and I really do think there was like a game I played a lot at the YMCA in Appleton. Jason, oh, yeah, that was like yeah. Marvel Capcom Street Fighter. Is yeah, Street was? Fighter versus uh, versus Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and yep. you could probably simulate that. I think you could. Equally mm-hmm. arcade savvy <laughs> players, one X-Men or one Wolverine, one Spider-Man. And see what happens. Absolutely, absolutely. It would, it, you know, it would depend a little bit too on where the fight took place, right? Because if Spider-Man had a lot of walls to crawl or something like that, he might be able to like run Wolverine out of gas, just like yeah, crawling around and 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 trying to chase him. But that would really be his only shot. That would be right, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. He'd have to just wear him down, but eventually. Because you said the Berserker Rage, that's mm-hmm. totally true. Yeah. That's another advantage for Wolverine. When mm-hmm. Wolverine gets really mad, mm-hmm. stuff goes down. When Spider-Man gets really mad, it's like, what's he going to do? Throw more webs? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Ah, so there's that. Um, oh, good. I'm glad we settled that debate. And I'm glad we agreed because mm-hmm. looking at the notes ahead here, yeah. we disagreed about it. <laughs> A lot on these two episodes, so I'm glad we agreed on this at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, um, before we move on from the first episode, you you reminded me, and I just kind of glossed over it in my uh, memory, and as I was as I was writing notes about this uh, mm-hmm. episode, we do get, I think, like the initial. Um, uh, mention of uh, Uncle Ben. Oh yeah, he gets yes. he gets a little bit a uh, little bit more time. Uh, on screen here is uh, uh, what? What was Peter doing at that point? Was he just was he just kind of lamenting his uh, yeah. the loss of his humanity, or or what was he what was he <laughs> thinking about there? He was he was at the house. He was talking about Mary Jane and how you know she didn't he he he, he she was mad at him from the last episode. I think mm-hmm. um, something something went down. I know it's been a while since we talked about this, but. She, she he said something like she's moved on and I don't blame her. And then he saw a picture of Uncle Ben and said, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I think you're right. Like with great power comes great responsibility. And he had a flashback of fishing with Ben right. and saying how this won't be easy. And I think somehow in Spider-Man's mind, which we could do some psychology here because I don't understand the connection, but he made the connection of fishing with Uncle Ben, just like what I'm going through now. Mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to be growing extra arms. <laughs> <laughs> no one said it would be easy, Peter. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, good. It's kind yeah, it's, of a leap. It's close. It, it's close, I guess. <laughs> it's adjacent. Um, yeah. Uh. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, yeah. We we do get to so we get that Uncle Ben moment. And this um, is the first time we've seen him in this yeah universe, right? Yeah, I believe okay. so. I believe okay. so. I thought so too. Um. So we in that in that second episode. Uh. Yeah. We get the uh the Wolverine and Spider Man fight, and then Hobgoblin mm. kind of breaks that up. Right. Um. And uh, we get uh, we get Hobgoblin uh, uh, stealing the uh, 
uh, data from uh, Landon's lab. We find out. Um, well, we found out in the we find out before the end of the first episode uh, that the that the goons who captured Beast are working for Landon, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Wolverine thinks it's Spider Man. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Somehow. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's a leap again. Yeah. And uh, we uh, so we 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 we're back in that lab. Um, how do how did they get to the how did they get to the last fight? I don't remember how they get to the last fight. Of the final episode? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's there's one like halfway through the second episode where I said it felt like a final battle. But then that's still before Landon becoming a mutant, figuring out right. that that his girlfriend is also a mutant. Right. And then the big the big climax where it's like you, you equated it in your notes to King Kong, where mm-hmm. like he's running amok through the city and just getting getting big like somehow in pain from electricity uh-huh. but also getting bigger from electricity right getting <laughs> bigger and stronger somehow but yeah in, but in pain mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so and then that's the big battle that's when like the x-men jet comes and uh-huh. Uh-huh. spider-man and, and and the x-men really do a team up to stop i call him abomination or slug man slug yeah. man whatever yeah um <laughs> yeah no and uh i mean the Obviously, the the you know the, there's the rescue of Beast that happens in the interim there um, in a gilded cage. Yes, right, right, and yeah, and, and as happens frequently in uh, situations like this, you've got a hero in a cage hanging over a vat of acid or mm. mutant juice, or it was. I think it was going to demutify Beast. Was, it was right. All of the mutants would be turned back to human, but what Landon right. forgot to do, and B said this is he didn't see what it would do to someone who was not a mutant. Ah, and apparently it turns you into a it's, slug. So it's a so really it's not demutant juice. It's switch. It's the it's switcheroo it's juice. Switcheroo, <laughs> switcheroo juice. One of my favorite flavors of high C as a kid. The switcheroo. I think that was orange. <laughs> it was always next to the ecto cooler in the right. in the cooler. Right. <laughs> Oh. But right, yeah, you're right. It just does a switcheroo, and uh, and I don't understand how the so his Genevieve figures out. Okay, here's how to stop him, but mm-hmm. it didn't kill him at the end. Right, it just made him a naked human being again. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Do you remember what she did? Was it like more electricity? Like we've given him some electricity, he got bigger. So now let's give him more electricity, and that will kill him. I think they, I, I think they might have like reversed the polarity or something like oh, that. Or that's they, right. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. They, they got like they used some science talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that went that went over even forty four year old Brian's head at this point. Yeah, it, it was w- very heavy science. It was like a Crichton novel. <laughs> <laughs> It was that level of sophistication. <laughs> it was some really good Star Trek techno babble, is what yeah. it was. Yeah, and you're and at the end you're just like, cool, show the monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. Uh, I, I did like. Um, uh, I mentioned in my notes that I, I liked how they. They really only prominently used a couple of mutants uh, out, of, out of the out of the full team of the X Men. You know, we had to we had uh, Beast being captured, uh, and then Wolverine was really the one who teamed up with Spider Man the most until we got to that right. Uh, right. climactic battle, um, mm-hmm. and then and then the rest of the team came in. Um, yeah, because I I think unless anytime you have the X-Men in a show that is not the X-Men 
really hard to use all of them effectively. Like you, right. you, you end up having them stand around a lot. So, um, yeah, and, we, and we saw that in the Spidey 81 or amazing friends yeah. where they literally were just standing there. And then the animators got lazy and, and just drew the same one twice at one point. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you have to have, you have to have kind of a greatest hits, not full discography yeah. when you're doing a, an X-Men on a guest spot. What do you, what would you have thought if instead of, uh, like putting the whole team on screen like what if just a couple of x-men had been in this show like would it would that have done anything different for you like you mean less than what we got yeah less than well i mean not i mean just like what if beast and wolverine had been the only ones we saw instead of having to oh instead of having everybody involved i don't know I'm just, I'm just disappointing thinking out loud. You think so? Yeah. I I think Mm -hmm. we needed who we got. I, I, but I, I'll tell you, I didn't watch going. I want more X-Men. Like Mm -hmm. to me, Mm -hmm. it was enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I I feel like, I don't know. I, I see, I didn't grow up watching this cartoon. Mm -hmm. So to me, like the, the, the greatest hits of the X-Men is Mm -hmm. the original cast of the first Brian Singer movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like those, those are the characters that if one of them was missing, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. in this one, I think we didn't get Cyclops. Did we? Yeah, Cyclops was in this. Cyclops was there. Mm-hmm. But if one of those greatest hits, I'll call them, is missing, mm-hmm. that's where I feel like, well, it's not really the X-Men. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm also, but I'm also, you know, like we get a lot of standalone X-Men movies now too. We didn't get that back in the 90s. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. been a Wolverine and a, a, a Phoenix movie and another mm-hmm. Wolverine movie and then another Wolverine movie. So, <laughs> you know, we, I, yeah, I guess yeah. now we're at a point where we can have these standalone things. But back then, to mm-hmm. me, the X-Men were the, the, the ones we saw. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear you. And you. I hear you. Were you watching the the nineties X Men as it aired? Jason? No, no, I didn't. I thought you were. Okay, no, I don't think. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen more than like one or two episodes oh. of that show. Yeah. So yeah. your your knowledge comes from the comics and the movies. Correct. Okay. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, this changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pull the plug on this whole thing. All right. <laughs> it was fun, uh, but yeah, I think it was. I think it was a good amount. I just. Um, I wouldn't want more because then I felt like it would shift focus away from Spider-Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, we get the epilogue of this episode is um, again, one of those bridges to the following one right. um, where we've, where, uh, how did Spider-Man realize that uh, uh, what's her name? Mariah something, something. What Craven's is her name girlfriend. again? Yeah. Mrs. Craven. Mrs. Craven. Mariah something. I think he saw like a newspaper article, didn't he? Okay. Is that what that it was? she was working on something? Might have been. Might have been. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he 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 kind of drops by her place or whatever. And, right. And isn't she, doesn't she say something like, oh, Spider-Man, I was about to go back to Africa. I'm, right. I'm so you glad you. Just in time. You, yeah. <laughs> I'm she never on my way to the up. airport. <laughs> but she doesn't know what's going on with him. Right. And, and he's assuming that she's going to be the next miracle cure. Right. Looking for. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be I, I do like the, that kind of bridge to the next mm-hmm. chapter. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I like how they've been doing that. They can keep up with that. As far uh-huh. as I'm concerned, it makes uh, it makes things kind of tie together on the on the flippity flip of that, though. It does make me feel like I want something significant to happen in each chapter to move the neogenic story forward. I didn't okay. feel I didn't feel like we had a lot of movement in in this in this X Men two parter. I, I I don't know. No, it could have been one page. Can Charles Xavier help uh, Spidey? No, no, he cannot. <laughs> that's uh, that's Can Herbert, as far. Well, maybe two pages. Can Herbert Landon help Spider Man? 
Absolutely no, he not. cannot. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's the only point that moved it forward. I honestly mm-hmm. think the cynic in me mm-hmm. from a 2022 perspective yeah. is saying this was a gimmick and a marketing tool to get kids to watch the X-Men show. Or vice that versa. Was, or I mean, right. it, just to cross-pollinate the, the, right. the viewership, right? Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, because... Because you can, I, and what I liked about it is that you can watch it by itself. Mm-hmm. That I, you know, it's been a couple of months since we've watched these. And sure. It was a good, it was a good jumping back in point for me where I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I had to watch, you know, episodes one through three to really right, know right. what was going on. So, yeah, I hear you yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's fair. That's, I, I, I see where, where, what you're uh, getting at there. Um, it's all yeah. about the merchandising, Jason. Yeah, it right? is. Merchandising. You know? Where the real money from the movies. That's made. where the real money comes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, no. So, I, I. yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I was like, I wish I wish more would have happened. I'm, I'm really I'm really looking forward to like another shoe dropping on this thing. We've had we had a couple of episodes ago now. Uh, Dr. Connor's. Uh, you know, warning Spider-Man that he's he's going to change into something that's not human. I right. want to see that metamorphosis happen and what the uh, what the outcome is of that, because I feel like, yeah, I feel uh, the the previous episode of this was Hydro Man. That was that I really liked because of the uh, if I remember correctly, the Mary Jane character development and her and kind of filling in her backstory. I really like right. that aspect of the Hydra Man episode. But it didn't it didn't move the neogenic stuff that far ahead either. No, right? it didn't. It didn't. Right. And and right. I guess what, what I'm saying is it it had it did something else that I liked. This one really felt more like just filler. This was like okay. like you said, it was kind of gimmicky. It was it, it it yeah. I didn't I didn't get a lot out of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I gave this uh, I'll get I'll bump my rating up slightly, but not my uh, not my uh, review. Three radioactive spiders resounding meh from me yeah. on the <laughs> on the X-Men uh, two parter. Yeah, I gave it I gave it four uh, because I really liked um, I, I always like the X-Men episodes a lot mm-hmm. in every in every iteration that we've watched of this project. Yeah, I've always liked the X-Men's then. I feel like they always kind of step up a little bit. This may be one of the more weaker entries in that, mm-hmm. but I really did enjoy it. And uh, and I liked that it was a two parter. And most importantly, Jason, I'm just really happy to be here again. Oh, I've, yeah. I've missed you, buddy. So. I appreciate it. I appreciate Four it. Yeah, no, it's good. Spiders. That's fair. That's fair. You uh, uh, finally you asked, um, <laughs> what is the phrase once bitten, twice shy mean? Yeah, I I think it means someone does something bad to you once, mm-hmm. so now you're going to avoid that thing again, so that you don't get that thing to happen to you again. Yeah, that- yeah, yeah. It it kind of mean it kind of means oh, if you yeah, if you get if you get tricked and hurt, you're going to be you're going to be twice as cautious about that, okay. about that same thing. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, because mm-hmm. I thought it was like once bitten, but you're too short, like you're two things short of the main thing. Like I'm too shy of a full deck. You know what I mean? Like TWO mm. shy of it, but it's not that. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I don't, I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, my exposure to it was a cover uh-huh. that Great White did of the song of, of <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like a late eighties, once yeah. bitten twice shy, babe. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. I, I never, I, I said it mm-hmm. and I thought I knew what it meant, but I never like dissected that line. I don't know yeah. who's, somebody says it in this episode and she just said it like, I'll save him <laughs> once bitten, twice shy. And I'm like, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> totally. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So okay. is it a? It, it's a variant of "Fool Me Once, Shame on You." Fool Me Twice, Shame on Me. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's right. it's a, it's similar sentiment. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I can sleep tonight. I'm really glad we got that sorted uh, out too. That's I don't I don't know terrific. which one was bothering me more: the fight between Spider-Man and Wolverine, and who would win, or once bitten, twice shy. Maybe it's a tie. Oh God, Mariah Crawford. That's her. That's, that's her name, Crawford. Is she still with Craven, or is well, Craven? I hope so, because they left on a plane together the last time we saw them. Right. Mm-hmm. Why is she back in New York? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll huh? find out next week. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we will. Yeah, we will uh, give a, give it a look next week. Uh, and I I don't think I'm giving anything away here by saying chapter six is called Morbius. Morbius. So we're probably going to be seeing Michael Morbius Mor- again. Michael Morbius. Yeah. And mm-hmm. next week we're just watching the Morbius, right? That's so. right. That's right. One ep- one episode only, pal. Just take a That's take easy. a take a breather after this uh, after this tough two ep sledding. Unless we want to watch the movie, there's a Morbius movie that I've heard is just fantastic. I've heard nothing but good things. I know you're going to watch it anyway, Jason. Oh, now you have a reason to. Jeez, Louise. I'm telling you. All right, buddy. Uh, good talking to you. Let's do it again. Sounds good. Talk to you in a week. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and reach us by email. Spidey fans podcast at gmail.com for a transcript of tonight's episode called 1-800-SPIDEY-FANS. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend.